When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and let's pop some champagne. Oh, wait, I don't have anything. <laughs> Jason's already celebrating. Anyway, I was, I was ready for anything exactly. there, so I, I, I wore both. I brought goggles and these, so. <laughs> there you go, guy. Wow. Nothing but partying going on here for the Blue Jays as we head toward Minnesota. The Blue Jays are there as of the road trip yesterday. Plenty of champagne popping yesterday during the actual celebration for the team. If you haven't looked at those videos on Twitter or Instagram, I highly recommend it. But first things first, we are here. We're here to chat some Blue Jays baseball as we get to go in this momentous time and where we actually are in the playoffs. And yes, I know that is an actual statement. I'm surprised I get to say it because it really hurt to get here at this point. <laughs> but my hosts are with me, Jason, Ken. How are we doing this evening? Doing okay. Very happy, good mood today. And uh, oh, just watched enough of those uh, celebration videos to get really hyped up for this upcoming series. Yeah, it's awesome, uh, fun stuff, Jason. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a bit of a dreary day here on the left coast, but uh, you know, spirits were uplifted last night when when we you know was confirmed that that everything was going through. And I I mean, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit, and I just wanted to say to start uh, for the people who don't like watching the team celebrate when they win or get in or whatever, then don't watch, don't put it on your TV, don't go look it up. It's your option to go do that and then don't tell us how much you don't like it so as you notice we have a fourth square with us tonight we have charles kime from jaysjournal.com our actual parent <laughs> what's going on char or charlie how we doing good how are you guys good 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 you excited to talk some blue jays baseball in victory and going toward playoffs victory hopefully yeah, absolutely. jason it was uh it was 29 degrees and summer like weather in toronto today so uh it's perfect for october baseball perfect <laughs> especially on the flip side of the border here which is i'm hoping going to turn into a blue jay invasion in minnesota over the next few days i already know baseball dad has got his uh tickets to go to the game here soon one of our friends that's on the show reoccurringly um, because he actually lives in minnesota so that's like way too convenient that he all of a sudden gets to have a chance to go see three uh games and root for the toronto blue jays um to that point before we dive into everything guys i want to talk about how we got here because oh my god 
I was like, I felt like I've had a heart attack. I've had 17 billion migraines. There's just everything that could go on went wrong. Um, and I think this, with the way the season wrapped up and how we got here, I think the only way we could have actually clinched a playoff performance is by watching the other team forfeit out and lose because it would have been too rewarding to watch them win at home in front of the fans. That's just kind of what it feels like as a mantra to this year. So I hope they get to do that when it comes this way. But Charlie, you're our guest tonight. How did it feel like I went to bed Saturday thinking gloom and doom. There's no way the baseball gods are going to shine upon us. And I wake up to this wonderful news that says we clinched. <laughs> How are you feeling after that? Yeah, good. I mean, it was a great month of September. 15 wins, I think. And um, they've made up is it five games on Seattle or three games on Texas. I mean, it was um, it was a pretty solid month. And uh, for, for it to happen the way it did, I mean, yeah, it's it's always better to finish on a win and, and make it that way. But, um, hey, the playoffs are the playoffs. you got to get in and, and anything can happen, right? Exactly. Jason, I see you getting all like antsy and where the goggles gone, but you're more than welcome to tell me how you're feeling. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, first of all, it's it's relief. It's excitement all combined into one, you know, um, big serving of, of like you said. I mean, the stress was unnecessary. But the one thing that I saw even through some of those losing games coming down was I saw Vladdy improving. I saw, you know, a very steady um, uh, springer. Uh, I saw Belt coming back from injury and just smashing the baseball. And, and you know, so the positives were there, even though sometimes the wins weren't. And I think we had this problem kind of a few times this year where we were, things seemed to be firing correctly. We just weren't getting the wins. But, you know, like you said, we're in the playoffs now. Um, you know, all it takes is, is just getting in. I mean, I don't know how many times in the last couple of years an eight seed in the NHL playoffs has made mad hay. And, and you know, there's been a couple cup champions out of that. So, you know, I feel like we've got the best chance against Minnesota. Um, I feel like, um, you know, we match up really well against them in a number of different categories. And I, I'm just excited to watch it, man. I, you know, like, like, I think we're done for the year picking it apart, all the different things, and we'll, we've got nothing but an offseason to talk about it. But hopefully they can give us another 30 days of baseball. <laughs> Great. And so, Ken, how are you feeling after we, um, like I said, kind of walked into the clinch, but we still got here. <laughs> yes, very much relieved. Because I remember, our, I think, our previous episode, or a couple episodes ago, we were like, we had to go like 9-3 in the last 12 games. and I was counting every time we lost. I was like, okay, oh. Okay, we only have two losses that we can give up, and then one loss, and then people on the news saying, "Yeah, as long as you know we do our part, and you know these other teams lose, like Seattle loses." And I'm like, "Oh God, now we have to rely on the others." So, you know, I remember it was not that last year, but the year before, where I think we did everything we could, and unfortunately, it was based on another team why we couldn't get into the playoffs. Now, that was a little bit concerning to me that this time we had to rely on other teams to get in. And don't get me wrong, I would have really loved seeing that celebration that they did have in the dress rooms, out on the field, in front of the thousands upon thousands of Jays fans. But uh, at the end of the day, woof, that sense of relief, okay, we're in it. So now let's just get past that first. Let's just get the first win, and then we should be relaxed after that. Nice to see Seattle get punched in the face a little bit too, eh? They wore that <laughs> one. 
it might have been a little below the belt for him this year, but that's how they did to us last year. So I'm yep. calling it fair game. Yep. <laughs> so um, Blue Jays fans, as you're listening to the show, I see many people coming and going already for this. Make sure you chime in on the chats. We're here to talk with everybody this evening. Make sure you get that in there and um, get your questions. We'll talk about it live right here. We'll make sure we give you credit for the questions and all that kind of good stuff. So we got in. We're all set. We're moving on. We got to go to Minnesota. I just thought the craziest thing is about this whole thing was the fact that we got clinched the way we did. And carrying the momentum through what was a horrible, abysmal game on Sunday to party hard is what it really looked like. Because I'm sitting here going, how do you get any momentum for this giant party after watching Everybody in their brother that never starts in our games, including a pitcher I completely uh, written off and forgotten about in Buffalo to that point was the Buffalo pitcher of the year. Um, I just couldn't believe that they, you know, pulled out all the stops. And I thought it was funny seeing all the videos of Kevin Kiermeyer, the wonderful ones of Alejandro Kirk looking like he's like lost his prom date, standing in the corner a little bit, um, things like that. Out of the videos and whatnot you guys have seen from the Blue Jays celebration stuff, is there anything that stuck out or anybody would like to just throw out there and say? Because I thought think there's a few couple things out there. I I I really liked, uh, and as much as it was, you know, they're right in the heat of it and fun and all the rest of it, I thought um, John Schneider was excellent. I thought he spoke very eloquently. I thought he was very succinct about how the season was. I thought he was very, very positive about how they're going into this. Um, you know, they're only attacking the next three games. Um, and I feel like it's been a while since I've heard him speak and been like, hmm, okay, you know, you're in it to win it now. And you're, you're finally, you're certain, you know, we can trust you. So, um, that was, you know, one of the ones that I really liked. Um, and then there was some really hilarious ones, but the fact that Jordan Romano basically went full Josh Donaldson, one beers, two beers. Three. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, but and then um I'll even admit it that I think the master of ceremonies more or less was Kevin Kiermeyer. At least that's what it felt like. Yeah, I and to that point, like I said, I never had a problem with him as a content of character thing. I just couldn't believe he got on this team and he's done as well as he did for this team. But I thought it was very cool to see them just so intertwined. It didn't look like there was the clicky stuff during the party or anything. Like I said, I made the joke about Kirk, but it's like, I think the big camera just happened to catch him at that one point. I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> but Kenny, what are you thinking after that lock? Do you think this core is ready to run for that? Um, extended piece here in the play postseason. Oh yeah, I think they're definitely they're they're hungry, right? Especially from last season as well. Especially for those who were there in the last season, where I think we just lost, and there was a chance we even had. I think we were close to winning at least one of the games there, and then we just unfortunately didn't pull it off in the end. So getting swept last year was a definite left a sour taste in a lot of the players' mouths. So I think today or this last few days or so, once we've clinched, feels like. All right, we're not going to make the same mistakes we did last season. So let's just clamp down and make sure we can enjoy it for now. But when it's game time, we really got to take out Minnesota. We got to we got to start away to start off with a victory. That's what I'm saying. Get that first victory because I know when was the last time we actually had a playoff win? Yeah. Well, no, they won a game last year, right? Or yeah. did we get swept? I think we swept. They did. I thought it was tied, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, they're so they're zero and five. Um, they're on an zero and five streak right now in the postseason. Exactly. 
get that little, so. get that thing off their back, get the monkey off their back. And the only yeah. thing that makes it better is that Minnesota's worse. I think they're like what one in eighteen in their last. Series. <laughs> Kenny's so. burying my lead here. <laughs> He's All right. Because how many losses it has been for the Minnesota Twins consecutively in postseason play. No. Anybody? No, 25? 18. A little south, but not much. 18, there it is. 18 consecutive playoff losses for the awesome. Minnesota Twins. And I would say a lot of that is because they kept running into the New York Yankees. But to that point... That kind of builds me up with a little encouragement, but also want, makes me wonder if this team comes in with a chip on their shoulder thinking they have to prove it. And the fact that we have to win two ball games in Minnesota, which, like I said, I'm hoping we get a little bit of a home turnout in that midst of that because the border is only so far away right there. <laughs> so I'm a strange feeling that we're going to get some road trippers and whatnot. But, guys, that is where we are. Game time, Minnesota, three-game series. Do or die at this point to move on. Uh, Charlie, we got Goss on the mound the first game. How are you feeling for G- for game one? Yeah, it's a that is going to be a great matchup because Pablo Lopez and Goss almost identical stats: two hundred and thirty odd strikeouts, a lot of innings. Um, these are aces, so it's ace versus ace. Um, Gossman doesn't have a great record this year against uh, the Twins, and first career he's not great either. Also not great in the postseason. So, um, you know, it, 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 whereas uh, Lopez, he pitched, I don't know if anyone remembers, he was with Miami and pitched really well um, against the Braves in the National League uh, Division Series in 2020. Um, I think they lost the game, but he pitched five innings and allowed two hits. And it was because they were both home runs. I think they lost 2-1 or something like that. But um, he's a big game pitcher. Goss is a big game pitcher. It's, it's going to be a great game. Um, 4.38 p.m., though, I don't know, it's 5 p.m. somewhere, but that's a little early for us here in uh, on the East Coast. Well, that happens. Get, literally going to be eight minutes before I get out of work <laughs> because I'm going to come home and go warp 10 all the way back to my house. I will hit light speed. They're joking in Toronto that uh, most of the fans are going to be on the 401 or, or the gardener trying to commute home, you know, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird well, time, but whatever. Question. Who does the radio broadcast for the playoffs? Would that be Ben Wags still, or is that somebody else? Sportsnet gets the rights, right? For yeah, Sportsnet Canada. takes over think. the rights, I think, in as soon as it goes to the playoffs. I think they take over the right to everything. There you go. So I just figured it's going to be whoever from MLB Network doing the actual TV broadcast, but I didn't know who would do the radio for that whole thing. I was kind of curious. I never listened to it. The last time I listened to a playoff game on the radio was when Roy Halladay pitched his freaking no-hitter in the playoffs because I didn't have cable in our antenna. <laughs> so, <laughs> I started listening to that game on the radio through MLB's thing, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's throwing a no-hitter. I walked across the street to the bar. <laughs> so it worked out. I, I agree with Charlie on a lot of those points. I feel like one of the big ones is, and I, I feel like this has happened a couple of times this year. And I, I know Gosman doesn't have a great record in the postseason, but I really feel like he is a linchpin for wanting this team to win something this year. And yeah. I guarantee you that what we're going to see in game one is a guy p- pitching with purpose, a guy, you know, trying to, to get as many outs as he possibly can, not trying to rely on, on the defense in some cases, and I feel like sometimes when he's kind of uh, 
you know, back into a corner a little bit, that's when he really comes out swinging. And so, I mean, my hope is that, that we see the, the, the deep down Gosman, the one that, that really wants to, to throw a ball right through you. And, um, you know, I, I feel like these guys are ready to rip. I feel like they're just, you know, like, like, it's been a while. I feel like the, the Seattle thing was that last year. Um, it was just, it just didn't even feel like playoff baseball. It was just like, but I feel like there's a lot of excitement around the whole league this year with not only on the American league side, but on the, on the NL side as well. And I think that, um, you know, they're hyping it properly and the numbers they're going to see are higher. And, and I think some of these guys know that, like, I think the Vladdy's, the Bichette's, the, the, the wits, I think they know that they're on the big stage and they've really got to perform now. And I feel like they're going to. So when you look at these two teams on paper, they are both pitching first teams, but does anybody have any idea what the runs scored versus runs allowed looks like? No run differential. Yeah, as far as just everybody always gets on the fact that obviously with the Blue Jays, quote unquote, aren't scoring enough runs this season. And if that's the metric that we didn't score enough runs, the Blue Jays scored 746 runs this year. The Minnesota Twins did not do that much better. So you cannot line this up as far as on par much better, I don't think. And we are going to Minnesota, which is known as a pitcher's ballpark. I don't know how this isn't spelling the fact that we're going to literally be watching zeros for how many innings, probably for all three games. <laughs> well, I hope not. Yeah. Well, at least not for I us. I mean, I'd want us to have no runs, but yeah. Yeah, you cut out a little there, Kenny. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like uh, I don't want there to be too many zeros. At least it's on, unless on the Twins side, absolutely. But for us, we got we got <laughs> we got to be hitting the ball, man. So. Yeah, and the Twins aren't a great. Uh, they're not a great hitting team. They hit, they out hit the Jays home run wise by a few. Um, but the, the I was looking at some of the stats earlier. I know their their contact is 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 much lower. Um, you know they're 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 just not. The the Jays get the ball in play a lot more, and the Jays uh, um, hit the ball with purpose more. You know, you're giving up a few extra home runs. They strike out a lot too. The Twins do so. I mean, that that bodes really well with Gosman and um, with Kikuchi and with Bassett. Actually, um, you know, if they're willing to swing at, at bad pitches to try and hit bad balls, so um, I don't mind that. They can do that all series, as far as I'm concerned. So, do you think? Um, as far as, you, go ahead, Charlie. Sorry, I, I was just gonna say. Um, if I, I think it was 121 or 120 runs was the run differential for Minnesota. It was about 80 for the Jays. Um, yes. So, and, and that's because Minnesota's pitching staff is slightly, slightly better. Um, I don't, but look not at the division much. they play in. Yeah, but look at the division <laughs> they play in. The, the, thing, the, the thing that really caught my eye was um, if you look at records against teams above 500, Minnesota only played about 72 or 73 games against teams above 500. The Jays played over 90 games against teams above 500 because of the division they're in, obviously. But um, to me, the Jays might be a little bit more battle-hardened. I don't know if that's the term, but um, they, they've played a tougher schedule f- through the season. And even though they don't have as a, a great a run differential there, um, I, I, I suspect uh, you know that, that they're probably battle-scarred more than the Twins are. Which is a good thing. Hopefully not too scarred. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all of us Blue Jays fans. We're the ones that got scarred this season. <laughs> but um, I thought where you were going there, Charlie, I'm going to build on that same idea too, is if you look at their home record, it's the exact same record as the Toronto Blue Jays away record. So I thought that was a little odd that the uh, Twins are 47 and 34 at home and the Blue Jays are 46 and 35 away from the Rogers Center. And we already know that they hit more home runs away from home. That's a known fact. The fact that how many months did it take Vladdy to hit one in the Rogers Center? <laughs> you know, it's those kind of things this season. So maybe these are the things that actually play into the whole secret sauce here for us a little bit. And then we can get past this series and maybe play some home games too. But at this point, the Blue Jays are currently slated for all three of these games being in Minnesota. That is the wonderful fun of the new rules in Minnesota be, being a division winner. That is why they get the home field advantage. Tampa Bay Rays being the ulterior to that idea for being the lead wild card seat. Guys, a lot of weird shit happened right at the end of the season there because everybody was walking out Sunday, Sunday morning going, oh, great, we got to go fucking Tampa. <laughs> got to play at the trot. And it's amazing how many things change in 24 hours because not only does the Texas Rangers lose a division spot, like just boom, gone. Um, the whole wild card ranking changed to the point where we were the final wild card spice, but because of tiebreakers. And here you are. <laughs> so we get to go to well, Minnesota. So, what is it? Trump. Game three I, would be the first. Yeah. Would game three be the first game back in Toronto if. Uh... Of the N of the ALDS, if um no. if they get through, I think it's all oh, yes oh, in the ALDS, yeah. yes. So they they'd have to win in Minnesota and then go to Houston. First two games would be in Houston, and then Game Three would be in Toronto. Yes, I believe so. That's like it, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's kind of rough. <laughs> Why'd you say that? No, <laughs> so, but yeah, you're not wrong because the winner of the other bracket between Tampa and the Rangers gets to play the, you know, crazy Baltimore Orioles. That is a, I think it was the first time since 1970 something that they had won a hundred wins in a season. It's crazy. I mean, that's, that's a good young not team. To look at that team. <laughs> so, so but the Jason, Orioles are so good. Are you I can't even. Yeah. I mean it's <laughs> it's it's gonna be so hard to get by them no matter what you do. Um my hope well, is maybe that, we'll get lucky. <laughs> yeah, or that they just burn themselves out a little bit, like they you know, it's the classic um, you know, they're they're full of teen angst and they're gonna come running <laughs> out and they're gonna try and do every single thing. And you know, there's not a lot of veteran presence on the team to try and keep them from you know, stealing too many bases or getting caught or, or, you know, diving for a dumb play or something like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully it's the youth run wild and, and they burn themselves out a little bit and it evens the playing field. Well, didn't the Dodgers last year, didn't they were like, weren't they supposed to be like one of the league leaders, but it seems like they got too much rest between series and then they just couldn't pull it off at the end or something like that. And so the best team in most sports usually is not the team to win the championship. We see this in football all the time. Hockey, same thing. The playoff system in hockey just beats up everybody, so you never get the same thing, right? right. Um, and baseball is getting more in that ballpark now that you have more teams and whatnot in the offseason, or not the offseason, in the postseason. And 
it, they're going to beat each other up a little bit. Right now, it's whoever in the hell catches fire. And guys, I don't know what you were thinking, but Charlie, I think you hit the nail on the head. We were pretty damn close to being on fire there at the end of the season. And if a ball went a couple of different ways on some key games there, we would have had the 91 wins and wouldn't be having this, oh, we just made it conversation. But being at 89, it made it very lucky. Guys, remember, we had 91 wins not even three years ago, and we didn't make the playoffs. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> so, so, game two. We don't know who exactly the pitching starter will be, but the expectation for the Twins is Sonny Gray. Right now, it's either going to be Jose Barrios or Chris Bassett. One or the other, I'm completely fine with, but Sonny Gray is that old guy that just does not know how to go away and somehow seems getting better with age. He had another great season here. And the fact that the Twins are anchored with that rotation with Lopez and him, I don't know what to get. I'm always that one that's... Sonny Gray is going to break it sometime. I just can't believe it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I don't know what you guys think. I remember when I remember when Sonny Gray was the he was the hottest commodity in baseball. They were talking about this guy being just next level, and he he never really, really, really punched through that ceiling. He he got moved around a bunch, and and um, I mean he's he's had a good he's had a good year. Um, he's a hittable pitcher. Um, I feel like he doesn't have you know devastating stuff. Um. I think the Jays need to more worry a little bit more about the closing trio that the Twins have. They've got three guys that can that can throw bat through ball, throw balls through bats. Like they're hard throwing. You know they can eat innings. Um, and with Jordan Romano, you know, sort of doing Jordan Romano things right now. Um, you know, I don't know. I think those three scare me a little bit more than the uh, than the other. Yeah. But the catch is, if they can get to the starters early, maybe they have to burn through that. I yes. don't know if you yep. get to Pablo Lopez, but I'm hoping that there's something left in the tank for what we've seen from this offense, and they're fired up to come into Minnesota, and they can chunk away at him, or at least make him just go through pitches, because that's something that Lopez has suffered from. If you can get to the point where you stretch out innings with him, he does lose it near the end of his outing. So if you can get to him to the point where you can get him in the fifth inning, maybe that's enough. I have no idea, but that has definitely been his MO, and that's even when he was with the Marlins. He yeah. does throw a lot of pitches sometimes. So, but on that point, like I said, Sonny Gray, I still can't believe nobody can hit him. I really don't. And I think it's because he just is so good at locating the damn ball. It's the, uh, it's, I won't say he is Greg Maddox, but he's trying to be Greg Maddox. <laughs> so, then again, what about Tony? Um, we get Maddox the other night, but Garrett Cole. Didn't he throw 80 pitches in a complete game? Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. Is there, by the way, <laughs> is there anybody in any sport other than Connor McDavid that looks like they're having less fun when they're playing it? Like, I mean, come on. Like, Garrett Cole looks like before every inning, somebody told them something worse than they told them the inning prior. Like, it's – it's. I, I don't get it at all. And he, he comes off and he's, he's in the dugout and he's looking around like this and the rest of his team is looking at him. He's just like, oh – Oh, what am I doing here? Like the guy, I, I don't know. I, everything about him, I can't stand. Yeah, he definitely didn't come by the Audi sign still, but that's no. besides the point. Um, <laughs> I was, I was I just going to say, I, uh, I was just going to say, Sonny Gray. Um, he was he was right there in the AL Cy Young conversation as late as August, I think. 
Um, so, which is crazy. Yeah. But, um, I, to my point, I, I think, um, if, if we were able to split the first two games with Lopez against Lopez and gray game three, I think gives the Jays a clear advantage. Cause you got either Burrios, Bassett, or maybe even Kikuchi, um, to start. Yep. And, um, and the twins would have to counter with Joe Ryan or, um, over, I don't I, like, yeah, I, I think the Jays would have a clear advantage in a, in a I game so three too. situation. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 yeah. buddy. I think at, that, at least starting pitching wise, right? Yeah, I think it's so important for the Jays to not only to win, you know, but to even just get on the pitching early. Uh, like I think they've got to come flying out of the gate and hit everything that's thrown at them. Don't try and watch. Don't try and be a hero and and you know and and look at a ball that's close and then you know do just hit it. Just hit it somewhere and go run your legs off and and put a couple numbers up and then you know, watch them see what they can do. Because it's like you said, once they get past their first two, like even, you know, I don't know if you guys know or not, but Sonny Gray's only had two postseason appearances and he's 0-2. Um, yep. You know, and it's not that he got killed. He's only got a, I think it's only a three ERA or something like that. But he doesn't seem to, and I think this was the knock on him even back, you know, back in the day was that he just wasn't, when the, the game got bigger, he didn't. You know, like some of the losses he had this year were big games for the Twins that they sort of needed to to get to to stay where they were. Now, you know, who knows what happens? But uh, like you said, they've got to the Jays have got to come flying out of the gate in 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 both games. I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but I made the Roy Halladay per you know no hitter in the playoffs joke. Was Sonny Gray pitching for the Reds that day? Because he might have been. It was about that same. <laughs> time frame <laughs> I'm, I'm curious but you're gonna anyways. have to go the google on that one buddy yeah i'm diving deep now <laughs> so um but you were right charlie it would be probably joe ryan in that game and i was just looking up joe ryan's stats and how he more or less fell off a cliff post his injured list stint this year he was on fire and then bef- after that had a five ERA and only matched up one win in like eight starts. So is he back to that form? I, I'm much looking forward to the fact that you, like you guys said, I really think this is going to be a three game series. Get to that point where you can go and just beat up on Joe Ryan. And then whatever the hell that bullpen throws at you, isn't such a bad deal, <laughs> but obviously winning every ball game before that would be perfect. But We'll see what happens. Well, don't, don't, um, they, don't, I don't think it like, matters if you pitch Bassett or Barrios two or three. It doesn't make a difference because you do have, like we were talking about, this is going to be a bullpen that's going to have two other lefties in it, in Ryu probably, and Yusuke Kikuchi. So if one of those guys isn't quite firing on all cylinders, you want to be able to save your bullpen a little bit, especially in those first two games. Those are going to be two big guys, I think, that are going to end up being on that roster, or at least the one of them, to be able to eat up those innings. And I do think that Ryu might make this roster just because of why not? <laughs> Who else are you going to put in there? I, you know, we they already lost the guy that I think should be making it, and Jay Jackson. Yeah, let's so you're not, not going to. I don't, I don't, I don't see that you throw Nate Pearson in that bullpen. Yeah, yeah let's not talk like about that, the Jay so. Jackson thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a sore subject with Blue Jays fans, yeah. including myself. Yeah. So I'm disappointed. on that note, we hope to get to see you again. Mm-hmm. And if not, yeah. best wishes. So anyway, that was really sad. Let's talk. Yeah. Um, but 
let's look at the offense side of this thing for the Minnesota Twins, guys. This is a, a lineup like we were saying that's done just enough to get where they are. Um, MLB.com did a great piece going position by position through both the lineups for the Toronto Blue Jays and the Minnesota <laughs> Twins. And it starts at second, or I mean, at catcher, obviously. Um, the Blue Jays have Alejandro Kirk that isn't the Alejandro Kirk that we had last year. But I don't know what you guys have noticed, but he is definitely hitting the ball a lot harder up the middle into the right field over the last three, four weeks. It's very encouraging. On the other side, the Twins have Ryan Jeffers. So <laughs> right now, MLB.com says the Twinkies actually went out in that argument, but they didn't say how close it is. What do you think at that when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. position as far as what we're getting i don't think jeffers has quite the defensive prowess that kirky has with an arm but maybe it's just me where are we going <laughs> do i mean to start <laughs> go for it <laughs> uh, i think i like kirk in, uh, out of those two um and i feel like kind of like i said um of, about a few of the other guys um kirky's getting hot at the right time and um you know a lot of people don't you know they they look at micro stats and they look at all this stuff I was noticing something the other day that that home runs and doubles seem to be the things that win the most postseason baseball games. Um, it's not triples; singles are great, but a lot of those singles don't score. So the home run becomes a much more important ball. And um, Kirk is hitting the ball into the gap with you know, like I mean, he's it's like he's mad at it, and it, which is a good thing. And I feel like his wheels are a little bit better right now. I don't know if he's you know he's on an all uh, all enchilada diet or what he's doing, but he seems to be a little bit faster right now. Um, and and it, enough maple it, beef, he's good. Yeah, maple yeah. Beef, and, extra I mean, enchiladas. That's his diet. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that I don't. I don't know if you guys have been watching. You know, like the guys that are in Canada, if, you, if you've noticed, but the Sportsnet has all of the best of the Jays in thirty on right now, and yeah. they should be playing this stuff in the Jays locker room, like watching some of these monster home runs that the Jays hit this year and just, you know, the, the fun they were having when they were doing it. And, and, and I even forgot a lot of it. Like they were showing that um, the Tampa game where they had the, the, the player come in and pitch and uh, he struck Vladdy out and then Vladdy hit one that just about tore a hole in the back of the stadium. Um, you know, just fun stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I feel like Kirk wins that battle. Anybody else? I mean, Jeffers. Jeffers does have fourteen home runs. Kirk had what eight? You get a yeah. little bit more power offensively, maybe. Um, I, I, 
but I, I just wrote an article about, uh, you know, what the postseason roster might look like. And I, part of the reason I wrote it was because Kirk, uh, Kirk's a great contact hitter. He, he only struck out like 11% of the time this year. He, I think he, he only missed 12% of the pitches on, on his whiff rate. So, I mean, this is a contact hitter in it. As Jason was saying, if if he if his swing is is as good as it's been the last couple of weeks, he's gonna be driving balls into the gap. He's he's gonna get on base, and that was kind of the 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 nexus of my article. I was saying Kirk's gonna be on base in the sixth or seventh inning in a tight game, game one or game two. Um, who do who should Schneider have on the bench? Um, Kirk, Kirk's a slow runner. I mean, yeah, he he has looked a little bit faster, but it's relative, right? He's 554th in major league baseball in terms yeah. of sprint speed uh, i was trying to be a nice guy yeah um, but, <laughs> it's not exactly but, uh, flat, but to that point <laughs> and, and 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 craig you know uh, cam eden i mean the guys swiped 53 bases this year for buffalo 32 bases last year in new hampshire um and I was making that the might argument be the reason that, you lose somebody in your bullpen. It might, it really might be if they want yeah, to hold I, on I made to the, the argument they go 2023 20, equivalent. <laughs> yeah, I made the argument they go 12 pitchers and leave Ryu off altogether. Um, and yep. um, and and add Cam Eden to the lineup because Eden gives you a key skill, which is speed, right? And um, in a tight game, close, high leverage situation, if Schneider can put um, Eden in there for Kirk or Brandon Belt, even who, who isn't a great runner. Um, you know, I mean, you may yeah. steal a run, and that might make the difference in a two-one or a three-two ball game. And um, the Jays actually are pretty good in one-run ball games this year. They, uh, whereas the Twins are not. So uh, to give Schneider that kind of advantage with a guy like Eden, I think could make a huge difference in this series. And um, that that was my argument anyway. And it was because Kirk is just so damn slow. <laughs> and then just to put this out we, we know tyler heineman is not any faster no. <laughs> um and honestly that was one of the other things i wanted to talk about while we were at the catching position do you take a flyer and let dalton varsho be your backup catcher in a three-game series and just bring cam eden and ryu with you yeah it's easier easy emergency up. catcher right yep yeah that's all it is it's an all break in case of emergency, and those are some pretty damn shitty odds if we lost our left fielder and our catcher in a damn game. It's not like the two of them are going to run into each other. They're <laughs> far apart. I, uh, no, sorry, just just on joke. Ryu, by the way, Craig, um, I've been hearing uh, Bowden Francis might make the postseason roster. Um, Schneider mentioned I had nothing it nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Schneider mentioned it pregame yesterday um, that uh, – you know, someone someone asked, could could Francis be in consideration? And he said, absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, I, again, the guy's stretched out. He's, um, I, I, I mean, it, he's had a great season. He's got an unbelievable yep. curveball. Yep. Yes. Um, and he's hey, kind he of intimidating there on the mound, right? Like he's a big guy. Um, even yep. though he doesn't throw that hard, but still, I mean, it's he's the kind of guy you want coming in, out of your bullpen late in the game, or or even in the middle innings and. It just he's sort of intimidating looking, you know, with that little mustache and <laughs> he's a tall guy on that mound. He, like he's sneaky yeah. on the interviews and stuff after the games and stuff. That like he doesn't look like he's much tall. But then you get him on that mound and he's got that, you know, from being on the bump and everything. And, it, and like you said, intimidating would be the word. 
So maybe that's enough. It really could be. The only reason I like the idea of maybe Ryu is the fact that you have somebody that's been in the playoffs before, and it's a completely different look. Even if you look at the lefties that we have in our bullpen, even Kikuchi throws the ball damn hard. Then you have Genesis Cabrera throwing the ball hard. Then you have Tim Meza throwing the ball hard. I guess maybe that would be the other argument. Maybe you have too many damn lefties, but <laughs> I don't know. Just throwing yeah, yeah. out there. <laughs> Go ahead, Ken. No, no, I was going to say, you can never have too many lefties in that situation, but uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Aside from that, yeah, like I think it's going to be interesting to see how the bullpen is going to shape up, especially as you get to those tight games. And like Charlie was talking about, the Jays did really well, uh, especially in one-run games. So, you know, I mean, I hope we don't get too many one-run games, you know, from that position. I mean, I would love that if we were all, all two games were a blowout for the Jays' victory. I mean, that'd be ideal, right? So... Everyone's kind of saying it's best of three. Like it's going to be a three gamer. I'm like, all right, for two. Let's see. Yep. So as you look around the infield, I'd say it's a pretty good mix of looking at matchups. I think obviously you do have the Blue Jays most elite players playing at short and first base. And you have two of the best players on the Minnesota Twins in Julian and Polanco at second and third base. So I think that, that you got pretty much a toss up there. Um, I do think that leaps and bounds the Blue Jays infield is better defensively than both of these teams. And I think the metrics will back us both up. And I think that same piece translates to the outfield, but that's where the Twins best players are in Walner and Kepler. And those are their hard-hitting bats in the middle of that lineup. And then, obviously, we have Kevin Kiermeyer up the middle that is hard to match up defensively with any on any level on any team with what Kevin Kiermeyer can bring to it. As far as looking around the rest of the diamond, guys, what are you thinking as far as how these lineups are going to shape out? Is this advantage Blue Jays or is this advantage Twins? Hmm. I mean, At all. I like or is say... it dead nuts like we were talking about? <laughs> I mean, I would like to think the Jays have the slight advantage. Don't the Twins have like four or five injuries right now for their key starters or something like that as well? So, yeah. I mean, if we don't capitalize on that within the first game or two, I'd be like, you know, it's an uphill battle for the Jays. Yeah. So is it, is it mentioned... Buxton, Correa, and uh, Royce Lewis, that Royce rookie Lewis. who had an unbelievable oh. September. I mean, yes. does all, anyone know what their status is? All three is? of them are banged up. They haven't said if they're on the rosters or not. Um, the only one that is probably not going to be active is Carlos Correa. That they're basically saying that Correa will be act. Uh, well, he's going to be active, but he's not going to be anywhere near 100. percent Yeah. So that makes me wonder if he's actually DHing and not playing shortstop. So I was just reading. Like that. I, I was just reading. Um, twins currently have three players on the IL Correa, Lewis, and Buxton. Uh, previously stated he expects all of them to play, but a lot of uncertainty surrounding both Lewis and Buxton. Um, as I guess the injuries have been a little longer, um, than they had, you know, they had originally thought. So, I mean. You know, if, if we're looking at those two as a comparison, then I mean, we, we've really only got Danny Jansen out um, versus yes. <laughs> three of their better guys. Um, yeah, so, Royce yeah, Lewis and, is their everyday shortstop and a complete stud. I watched him in Rochester here yeah. before we became the Meyer League t- team for the t- for the Nationals this year. Um, Byron Buxton, complete stud, monster home run hitter, and the fact that he just plays great center field too, but he's also hamstring and knee injury. And then Carlos Correa has a 
possibly broken foot was what I was led to believe a few weeks ago. <laughs> so how broken, yeah. quote unquote. So then uh, Kirk can run faster so, than Korea. So we're good then. Yeah. <laughs> a um, a limp-footed Carlos Correa might be still faster than certain people. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know. I hobbled Byron Buxton with a bad hamstring is probably faster than mo- probably still half of the Major League Baseball. But to that point, that is, as much as I would love to see them at their best and watch the Twins, and if we're going to beat the best, we, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? So that would be fun to see them full strength and go that. But this is definitely something that plays in the Blue Jays' favor. That only makes the pitching performance for the Minnesota Twins that much more critical. So, good deal. So, Game starts tomorrow evening, going toward dinner and whatnot. Who do you think in this three-game set, guys, is going to be the X factor, the catalyst, that person that brings the Blue Jays to the promised land in all hopefulness, right? Um, I'm going to go right around the table here. We'll let our guests go first. Is it going to be a player, or is it going to be a specific performance? What are you thinking, Charlie, that makes the Blue Jays win this one? I mean, wouldn't it be great if Flatty was – you know, 2021 Vladdy tonight, this series. Yeah, I think that would make all Blue Jays fans unanimously rejoice if he just went off and had like a Paul Molitor 93 World Series performance in this three-game series and just go off, right? Yeah. Um, and plus, don't forget him and Bichette are actually, this is their chance to play for the big contracts, right? Bichette signed a deal through the end of his arbitration, but it's 30 million bucks or something like that. But this is the chance for the hundred and two hundred and three hundred million dollar contracts, right? Um, so I want to see Bichette and Vladdy grab it, because um, uh, frankly, the Jays are old, right? They're the third oldest team in the league. Belt, Kiermaier, Springer, uh, Chapman's playing for a contract, but yeah, Chap- <laughs> maybe Chapman's playing for a contract, but a lot of these guys are not playing for their big contracts, right? Vladdy and Bo. I mean, this is their time to shine, baby. There it is. I'd like to see. I'd like to see those guys drive it. Good deal, Kenny. I'm gonna let you go next. Who do you think uh, factors in most for the Blue Jays in this three-game series? I mean, I would love to. I would. I like to piggyback up with Charlie and say it's Flat and Bow, right? I mean, but I'm thinking, you know what? That uh, I think everyone's expecting them to perform as well. I'm looking for guys that we may not. We just want them to stay steady, but might pull out something in the end. I'm thinking like a Chapman or a Varsho at this point, because I feel like uh, Varsho's starting to get a little bit of momentum lately. Chapman, who hasn't been hitting well for a while, but I just feel like he's he's due for something. And uh, this could be the opportunity, right? We're, we're trying to beat up on their on their pitching staff, and they're, they're already depleted for the Twins already from their offensive side. So it could be something that I could see some of those two guys maybe trying to step up a little bit. There we go. Jason, X factor for you. Is it pitching? Is it hitting? What do you got? I got two. My two X factors are the Kiermaier Springer combination in the outfield. And then I feel like they're, they're savvy vets. They want to get a win. They, um, they both, they both appear to really enjoy their time in Toronto. And I know that for them to have a win, I think it would finally end a lot of the BS that that Stringer or Springer feels like he gets, and just all of that stuff. I think it, you know, I think the the title of this whole thing could have been "Monkey Off Our Back." 
And then my other X factor, and I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Cam Eden is going to make a massive impact in this series. I think Cam Eden, you Jays fans, if you don't know who this dude is, he is fast. Like like not like Patrick. not like not like crazy crazy De La Cruz fast. But if you watch him steal bases, he reads the pitcher's foot so well. And he's so far gone before the guy's in his motion that he very rarely even challenges a throw out. So he is my X factor. Um, he is going to be put in in key situations when Belt will hit a double or, or hit a single or, or, um, or Kirky or, you know, even some of the guys, like even a guy like Chapman, who, who may be decently fast, but he's not him fast. And so, you know, Eden, he's my guy. So I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of what you all touched on. I think Ken actually said the name. I don't know how he's going to factor in, but I think the 2018 double A New Hampshire trip uh, MVP is actually going to shine. And that is Kevin Biggio. The last time that the, he was in a playoff position, he was in the same team with all his same current players, <laughs> right? You know, brought up with Bo and Vladdy. He's the one that hasn't been able to grab a headline, right? He's behind these guys, but he's always been consistently matched up with it. I do think Kevin Biggio, even though he probably won't be in the starting lineup, is going to find a Blue Jay moment and be the one that actually is the X factor in one of these games, if not a few of them. I don't know how he factors in because I do think Whit Merrifield is going to be your second baseman for most of these games. And with what Dalton Varsho has done over the last few weeks with being clutch, I think they're going to have the normal defensive outfield with Varsho, Kiermaier, and Springer. And then you're going to probably see Brandon Belt most of the games against this pitching rotation that we're going to see from the twins in these three games. So the question is, why would I make this comment when he's clearly going to be the first guy off the bench? And that's exactly why he's yeah. going to be the first guy off the bench, unless you're stealing base with cam eating to Jason's point. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. And I think the other one that Ken mentioned, that's very important to keep in mind in this situation is Dalton Varsho has heard all the talk about all the other guys that went to the Diamondbacks this year and they got him in the playoffs and all this other stuff. And yep. I finally think that Varsho went, oh, yeah, you guys want to see a baseball player? Here I come. And, you know, for the last month and a bit, he's been lights out. And, um, you know, Kenny, you might yeah. you, you've been a bit of a submariner on the, uh, the picks to click here. You might be right again. But, yeah, there it is. So. <laughs> Hey, Craig. Last thing I want to talk. Yeah, go ahead. Can I mention one thing on that? So, uh, it, last night when I was watching the celebration in the in the dressing room, Schneider, Biggio, Vladdy, Bo. Uh, let's not forget in 2017 that was your core of the Dunedin Blue Jays who won the Florida League, and then in 2018 when New Hampshire the Fisher Cats won uh, the Eastern League. Um, yep. Biggio, I think, was the and MVP. That's the one I was that, uh, yeah, that's right? where I but, was going. Yeah, and, and if you watch the game yesterday when the Jays were scoring runs, it was Vladdy, Bo, and uh, Biggio, and and with Schneider managing, it just sort of it's like the the band's back together. More and sauce. Uh, Yeah, no, I mean um, <laughs> these guys have won championships together. Yes, in the minors, but um, if those guys can all get firing together, 
um, you know, you could, you could, you could do some damage. I think. I agree. And I, the, the biggest thing of, the, of, of all those guys, I think the thing is they're going to find a way to get on base. We know Biggio can take a walk. Vladdy's going to hit him in and then Bo's going to just destroy baseballs to the right side. <laughs> this is what happens. So um, there's going to be enough to fill in, I think, with that lineup, along with all the other guys that we had mentioned here, because this is a solid baseball team. And out watching Ben Verlander here in the clips that popped up on my thing, watching the same, the twins are just going to decimate the blue Jays made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> so, but I'd rather be the underdog and surprise everybody. You know, it's not like I'm one of these or anything or one of these <laughs> or anything like that. But on that note, guys, I want to just la last thing touch on the three pitchers that we have said are going to pitch in this sit in this series. Right. We got, uh, Gossman pitching tomorrow. We're going to have in some combination Bassett and Barrios in the next three days, all back to back to back. Out of those three, who is going to take the crown for the best performance? Because I think they're all going to be wearing it a little bit to the point that they're all going to want to go seven innings and just mow through these Minnesota Twins. And I can think all three of them are capable of doing it. My Charlie, I'll let you're the guest. I'll let you yeah, go for it. Okay, Jason, Jason, go ahead. Um, all right. So <laughs> I think the hound is going to do it. I, I like Bassett. He was the five last five starts. He was three and one, two something ERA got to 200 innings, which was very important to him personally. And, and it's, a, I mean, this guy, he, he's something he, uh, he's, he's just what eight different pitches and, um, he's just a bulldog out there. Um, if he goes seven, you, you bring on Hicks and you bring on Romano and lights out game game over, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I Gossman, I, I don't know. I, I like he's your ace and and but he's going up against Lopez. That's going to be just a, a great game tomorrow. But um, yeah, I want to see Bassett win. I really do. There you go, Jason. Seeing you were ready to go on that. Why don't you tell us what's next? I uh, it's it's funny because uh, I also agree with them that the Hound is is going to be. Um, probably the most important out of that, the, the, our starting three, if we consider the, the them to be, you know, Gosman, Brios, and uh, and Bassett. Um, I think that that Bassett looks ready. He looks like he's ready to chew through the railing that they you know, that they have to go over to come out onto the field. Um, he's he's like a video game. Um, you know, like you said, you know, eight pitches and all this different stuff. And you know, I think one of the 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 big the big um, differences in this whole uh, pitching scenario, the entire thing is Chad Green. I think Chad Green, if he pitches well, he gives the Jays, uh, he can go in in any point of a game. He can give you two innings. He can give you half an inning. He can give you three innings if you needed to. He looks poised. He looks healthy. He looks like he could throw the ball right through the catcher's glove if he wanted to. So, uh, you know, I didn't mean to, to get right on Charlie's bandwagon there, but I think he's right with Bassett. It's not a bad bandwagon to be honest. I know. <laughs> so it's you have to suck up to the boss bass, sometimes. Or are you gonna get <laughs> you riding the bass uh, boat here? Or are you uh, gonna get something else in this conversation? <laughs> well, I think the key to this one is gonna be Alec Mino. No, not Alec Mino. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna have Too to soon. jump on. <laughs> as much as I want, I think I'm going to unfortunately piggyback as well as that. I think Bass has just been playing phenomenally lately. I think he's just going to take his momentum and just continue grinding through it, right? As much as I want Gosman to be like that key, maybe, 
it's hard to it's hard to bet against Bassett at this point. I tend to agree with you, um, but to that point, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to pick somebody different. <laughs> I think Jose Barrios is going to come into the backyard here where he used to play all day, every day, and he's going to go, you all are going to regret the fact that you didn't want to sign me long-term because that's what happened. He got traded. The Blue Jays gave him a giant dumpster full of money and said, good luck, get out there and pitch. And we saw, unfortunately, last year that didn't go so hot. This is now the same Jose Barrios that I watched here in Rochester, New York, run all the way through the Twins system and run to the promised land to the point where he was one of the best pitchers in baseball at that time when he was traded. So I think this is where his uh, he's going to be the nail in the coffin, I really think, for this series. And if not, he's going to pitch a phenomenal game one in the round two against the Houston Astros. Revenge hey. tour. So there you go. Revenge Tour 2023. Love it. There it is. So I'm all fine with just naming this whole postseason performance the Revenge Tour after what we all went through last year and the year before that, just missing the playoffs. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, is there any other topics that you all would like to talk out here before we do our last pick to click for the regular season and go into the postseason? <laughs> Not really. The big thing for me is, uh, you know, like like we've got we finally got a decent amount of people <laughs> listening to this thing. And you know what, guys, <laughs> just watch the games, watch the games and be a part of it. Like, you know, I know that, you know, Craig, you're hoping that we're going to get some cross border. You know, we will. Like, you know, that there's people that are going to go while we were on the, the thing here. I actually looked at how much tickets to fly to Minnesota were. And oddly enough, not a lot of people fly to Minnesota. So, um, you know. But it is a giant international airport it is. that I have flown way too many times through. Yeah, Hubbard. And it, anyways, I mean, yeah. I, I think that the Jays fans just get involved. I mean, th this is going to be three very exciting games or two. Um, and, and, you know, if, if, if we, even if we put the the, the mental capacity behind it, the, the, a lot of times that a team can feel that. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that I know when the Jays were hot a couple of years ago, there was like some fun songs and fun video montages and all that stuff. And you would think with all the people with free time in the world out there, at least somebody would throw something fun together. Um, but yeah, just have some fun. And, and you know, if, if you see something, let us know in the comments or send us an email or whatever and, and, and get involved. It, it makes you feel it's like it's like having your own baseball pool, but you're only involved in this little group of however many. As long as it keeps crushing it like my fantasy football team, I'm happy. <laughs> so on that note, I I don't I even asked this to my team here yet, but I was gonna have been chit chatting with some of the guys over at Jay's Journal about hosting a Twitter Spaces thing for a recording for a live show after the game, seeing the row four thirty. You guys are more than welcome to join in. Obviously, that includes you too, Charlie. <laughs> so. Um, obviously when I get that all linked up and set up, I will make sure I set that out to everybody who wants to participate. Um, it will be on Twitter. So my team here can join however they want, but we, everybody will be able to join in and have that conversation with all of us after games. Um, and that's because they're all at four 30. I'm like, okay, well, I got to do something. Can't just sit here on my butt and not have fun with blue Jays nation. Nope. <laughs> so, um, that's where we're going. And then. If the off season comes too soon, I promise you we have some really, really fun things planned that are ready to go whenever we get to that point. We're not going to give you all this the stupid um, season in review shows. <laughs> I promise we'll have some fun and goof around this off season, and all fans and fellow podcasts and writers will be obviously all included and invited. So, 
Charlie, you're going to be our judge for the picks that we had last week. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ken has kind of ran away with this whole thing, but we're going to have to figure out a way to shame each other through the playoffs here. <laughs> um, we, I'm going to mix up these names so you don't know who picked who. And okay. if you can just tell me out of the four guys who you think wins, I'll put a win column in for somebody. Um, we have Matt Chapman, Kevin Biggio, Vladdy, and Whit Merrifield. For last Sorry, what's week. this? In terms best of uh, who had the week. best week last week? Correct. Since this last show last Monday, so who's had the last best week in any criteria you want to, Charlie? You don't have to. It doesn't have to be the guy who got the most hits or whatever. The guy that was most clutch. Well, how are you feeling? Okay. Uh, no, Matt Chapman. Was, oh, Matt Chapman coming out pretty clutch, and unfortunately, once again, that's fucking Ken's pick. <laughs> So Ken makes it an even 10 for the whole damn season. Crushing. Meanwhile, me in a distant fit or a second with five <laughs> and Jason in the guest spot tied with four. <laughs> so I'm thinking we need to figure out something fun for the, uh, if you know, when we get to the next round here, because that's what's going to happen, right? Positive yeah. thinking. Will it happen? It's going to happen. We got to figure out maybe that somebody runs away with the hosting bit for a bit or something like that. If they win, the next three days here <laughs> give me a break this is getting old so charlie you want to pick for the guest spot and tell me who's going to have the best performance of all blue jays in the next three days the hound go with chris bassett going with the bass jason you get to go next because kenzie on that one that keeps winning <laughs> I am once again going to ride Charlie's coattails and I am going to go with one of the two that should really dominate in this series. And I'm going to veer away from first base and, and softly land at shortstop. And I am going to take Josephus <laughs> Bachetis. So you, you're hoping that Bo knows playoff baseball. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping Bo knows where the walls are in the twin stadium. And I'm, I'm hoping that he, he, you know, even the fire that we just saw in the last couple of weeks, you know, there's a couple of base hits and stuff that he got. And I think sometimes he doesn't play into the corny stuff in the, in the Dougie and stuff like that. And he was right. And he hit that double and he was, you know, he was screaming as he's rolling into two and you're like, all right, man, let's go. It was waiting for that one. When he was like, yeah. Like his shirt just to like rip off. And it was like something out of a cartoon, right? <laughs> oh, Kenny, who are you thinking? Well, I, I think I, I'm not allowed to pick Chapman because I think I picked him last week. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with my other pick from before, Gustavo Marshall. I think he's probably going to step it up for this uh, for this next week. So he's going to be my pick. There it is. And Craig loves catchers. So I'm going to go with the Maple Beef, Mr. Alejandro Kirk. <laughs> so, And that's just because I think his bat's been too damn hot lately. And I think it's going to play just like Dalton Barshow with you, Kenny. So, guys. Is there anything else we got to get on the agenda here before we, you know, wrap it up? Charlie, if there's not, this is your shameless self-promoting plug. Tell Blue Jays yeah. fans where to find you on Jays Journal Jay's, and where your work's at. Jaysjournal.com, CharlieKime1 uh, on, on Twitter, um, or X. Do we call it X now? Supposed um, to no, make the single. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, hey, when, uh, the offseason, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of guys um, whose contracts drop off this year. Um, it's a pretty old team and the farm system's not great. So looking forward to chatting in the off season, no matter what happens in the playoffs here. hundred percent. Yeah, there it is. And just to hint and be that teasing person that I am, I'm hosting a 
guess that Blue Jays tournament with a bunch of podcasters and writers <laughs> and see who's the best. <laughs> All are welcome. So on that note, um, everybody, let's go Blue Jays. It's that time of the year. We are so damn close to having a good chance to run with something here. And I think it gets started in Minnesota tomorrow at 4.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us after the ball game live on Twitter. I will be recording it. You will be on our show for an episode after that. And to that point, make sure if you miss us on for these live shows each week, even in the off season, if that for some reason happens sooner than it should, make sure you catch us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And if you miss us there, make sure you click us wherever you get your podcasting pleasures for. And guys, that's the end of the show. Caleb Joseph chant of one, two, three. Blue Jays. Go Blue Jays. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at BirdwatchingGC and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining it to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs>